0: Hello, welcome again to The Loudest Sprints, a podcast that focuses on real experiences from using agile methodologies and on the challenges faced by software development teams. My name is João and I will be your host. In this episode, we'll talk about funding strategies and how that can limit the agility of a company. So in previous episodes I have discussed a few times the fact that in many cases an Agile transformation in a company is just limited to the adoption of these so-called Agile processes. And there is in fact this paradox where many companies in theory want to transform themselves to become Agile, but only if this can be achieved by implementing the least amount of changes and by impacting the current way of working as little as possible. Well, the reality is that a real transformation has to go from top to bottom in the company organization so that the changes that are needed have the support of management, but also so that those changes reach most parts of the organization without leaving silos that will create bottlenecks. So in my view, the best example of an aspect in the company organization that is in many cases left out of an agile transformation just to not cause complicated changes is the funding strategy. So, in many cases companies decide to adopt agile processes but they do not change the way the cost of resources is managed. This happens precisely because such a shift would require big changes across the organization, which in general are difficult to achieve and in many cases raise a lot of internal political discussions. However, the funding strategy is crucial for an agile organization and has a high impact on the level of agility of a company. And it is uh, often said that if one can only make one aspect of a company agile, that should be the funding strategy because it is the aspect that has the highest impact on how agile a company will ever be. So let's look into this with more detail. The traditional way of funding software development work is based on projects. I will be talking about project and product management with more detail in a future episode but right now for the for the purpose of this topic what is important to emphasize is that traditionally companies organize work into projects or work packages and and they have a, a defined scope that which is defined by requirements and has a timeline then a budget is assigned to the project and a project manager is responsible for managing the budget and for making sure that the work is executed according to the plan and the timelines This is how software companies use to fund the work execution and in many cases is still how it is done nowadays The problem with this approach is that besides uh, not working so well for software development activities it is not very agile So it does not deal well with the change of requirements. It does not take advantage of the user feedback received during the implementation. And most of all, it assumes that all the knowledge that is needed to make a plan and to define a budget is already known before the project has started. And we know that that is not the case in most software development projects. So in a certain way, what this strategy guarantees is that teams are busy and there is a budget to keep them busy. And this is exactly why many managers still like this approach. It gives them a sense of control. But what the same strategy fails to guarantee is that the work that teams develop brings any value for the company. And this is exactly where the most basic mindset shift proposed by Agile Methodologies happens. So, to avoid these limitations that I have been describing, Agile Methodologies invert the project management approach. So the capacity, or the resources if you prefer, are fixed. They are put in persistent, cross-functional and self-organized teams. Then a backlog, a prioritized backlog, is assigned to these teams. This means that in an agile organization, the funding is done in the team level, or value stream if you prefer, and by doing so, the costs are fixed. With this approach, what the team works on is not anymore defined by which budgets have been approved or assigned to a project. Instead, a product owner or a product manager takes the decision of what to work on in each iteration. This makes it possible to quickly react to changes in requirements or to address any challenges that may come when the implementation details become more clear as the team continues to implement a roadmap. This happens without the need to redefine a project, adjusting its scope or getting new budget approved. Instead of this, It's product owners or product managers who are empowered to make decisions needed to achieve the view they have for the product and, most of all, to maximize the value the product will deliver for the user. But if this empowerment is removed from product owners and product managers, what we will have again is is similar to a project-based way of managing the work. So we have a long-term plan that has to be made and any changes that may be needed at a certain point Will have to be estimated and approved. In other words, this will be again the good old waterfall way of working, but just disguised behind the child processes. So the reason why this case of disguised waterfall is more problematic than other I have addressed in previous episodes is that it isn't always recognized as a problem and its consequences are not realized immediately. In fact, in most cases, this is even seen by managers as a good compromise for agile implementation. And why is that? Well, usually companies that implement agile methodologies without changing the funding strategy come from a project-based context. And in this case, project managers are used to manage the resources, to, to monitor the progress, to report that progress to managers. So being able to see those numbers in charts, together with a deadline and a scope formed by a detailed list of of requirements just gives them a false sense of control that they are used to. In that situation, empowering a product owner or product manager to make the decisions needed to to accomplish a, a vision and at the same time fixing the costs of a team or a value stream just scares the hell out of traditional managers and project managers. Therefore, When they decide to move to Agile practices, they still want to keep managing resources based on projects because they know that approach. So what they don't realize is that by doing so, and regardless of the false sense of control they are getting, the same problems that they were trying to solve with Agile practices will remain. remain. Uh, And this is that teams are always busy, but they are not necessarily, necessarily delivering value. The costs are higher than estimated because, well, the initial plan that took so long to be prepared had to be changed, which most likely also delays the, the deliveries. And also quite likely the teams are unable to keep short iterations, and which is essential for, um, for assuring that they are implementing the solution the user needs. So the team is usually the first to feel the consequences of this problem. And this can be seen in many situations of the daily work of the, of the team. Some examples could be that, for example, the team reaches uh, a point where they realize the initial plan uh, they will not work for the problem they are trying to solve. And they cannot progress without uh, the requirements have been changed or adjusted. The problem here is that the product owner cannot take uh, the decision by her or himself as it is required that the initial project is adjusted and uh, maybe even a new budget needs to be approved. Also, sometimes product owners identify features that add value for the user, but he or she cannot prioritize them since there is no budget or project to fund the implementation. In other cases, the team keeps spending time on maintenance and support because a long-term solution for known problems would require a budget to be approved and a new project to be done, this is just not done. and then uh, there's also the case of the technical debt, which often is never prioritized because there's no budget or project for that. and even if there is one project for that, it can happen that a technical debt identified at a certain point is not on the scope of the existing project, so it ends up not being done so. The team can and should of course highlight these symptoms in in retrospective sessions and have them raised with the help of, a, of the Scrum Master. Also, the product owner should bring this to discussion in the forums he is part of in the company. But the reality is that a good solution for this problem is most likely not in the hands of the team and would require a deeper transformation of the company organization to make it truly agile. So, to wrap up, Without an agile way of funding the work execution, it will be very difficult for a company to really work agile and to maximize the value, the products uh, um, that are being developed. And this is regardless of how agile their processes are. In most cases, this way of working will just be another form of waterfall, but hidden behind agile processes. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Mm Please share your comments and let me know if you have ever felt this problem in the work you do. See you all again on the next episode.